For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Craffy's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. We want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care for providing trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I am so excited today because we're starting back in at the beginning of this year in 2021. I think everybody's glad about that. And I have an awesome guest today. Her name is Erin Carey. Erin, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. Erin, you can find really easy on the internet. Internet, She's kind of her own superstar. She's, <laughs> she's, the, she's the host of her own podcast. And she also, so look at, I'm going to do this. And if I'm wrong, you're going to help me, Erin. Spark, <laughs> okay. I've, I've been to your side. I know it, but it's sparking wholeness. Is it wellness? Wholeness, uh-huh. sparking wholeness, uh-huh. sparkingwholeness.com. Did I get that right? That is correct. Yeah. Okay. They, it, when you're a writer, they say, like my editors always fuss at me about weasel words. Those are words that come up in your, in your stuff often. And then they have to cut them out and you have to go to this, you know, thesaurus and get better words. But <laughs> one of my favorite is spark, sparking like a verb. So uh, I'd love your site. I love everything you're doing there. I was I was so excited to find it, Erin. And I'm going to give a little bio, and that'll take just a minute, but it'll be worth it because people will begin to understand your your what you're bringing to them today. So I really want our listening friends to get to hear this. Erin Carey is a certified integrative nutrition coach and self-proclaimed brain health nerd. She taught middle school English for 11 years. I always love getting teachers on the show. <laughs> Before pursuing her wellness business full-time, she is mom to three kids and owner of the nutrition coaching company. Oh, here it is, Sparking Wellness. I mean, wholeness. Sorry, I'm going to yeah. do that. Sparking <laughs> okay. wholeness. Because you're all about whole, well, uh, well, body, soul, and spirit, mind. So, okay, I'm going to keep reading. As a survivor of bipolar disorder, Erin knows firsthand how suffering from a chronic illness can infiltrate every area of life. She has spent the last six years coaching others and learning for herself what holistic health truly means and that it comes in the form of nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Erin wants people to be empowered to be their own health advocate and not limited by a label. I could keep going because she's got a long list of people that she's written for and all the people that listen to her podcast, Sparking Wholeness. So I'm not going to go through all that, Erin, just because I wanted people to get an idea of what you're about, but I didn't want to spend too much time on that because you're going to tell us your story. Yeah. 
I love it that you're, you just put it right out there in your um, bio that bipolar uh, disorder is something that you have, you know, overcome. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why don't you, why don't you begin by um, telling me a little bit about where your journey began? Yeah, I'd love to. So yeah, I do. I'm pretty open about sharing about my illness just and that's pretty new. That's that's recent. That's within the last, I guess, three or so years have I actually used the word bipolar, I think because it comes with such a stigma. And because so many people don't understand it. And when they hear bipolar, they think of like Texas weather, right? Like it's sunny one day and the next day it's raining. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's not what bipolar is. It's it's a true medical diagnosis. And like I always say, mental health is also a physical health. We're not just talking about chemicals in the brain. For a long time, that's what we thought it was. Oh, it's just chemicals in the brain. But there's so much more that goes into that. And so I'll start from the beginning and kind of share my journey and share why I am passionate about what I'm doing now. But it, it does. And that's where sparking wholeness comes from, right? Like I don't want to tell anybody to do anything. I don't give medical advice. I don't treat or cure or claim that I treat or cure anything myself. Um, but I, I just want to set a little spark in motion. I just want to kind of light a flame and see where that takes people on their own health journey. I so, love that. Getting- <laughs> I, I, want, I just want to throw in one thought. I really agree with you. It really worries me when people start telling me what to do and they don't know anything about my life. Right. So, I love it that you just put your story out there for people to pick and choose the things that will really help them. And I'm really excited about getting you on this program because I know my listening friends are going to benefit from your sharing. We've all had people in our families and it might not be the mom. It could be because certainly we have our own set of, you know, problems that happen after pregnancy and so forth. Mm-hmm. But but also it, it could be one of your kids. Like I know a mom right now who's trying to get nutritional answers for her child to mm-hmm. help have better mental health. Yeah. And we all, we all have those situations and it can be aging parents who are losing their mental health and they don't realize that they could do better with just a few dietary changes. So I'm excited to hear really practical stuff from you. So tell me a little bit more about, I noticed you mentioned that you had kind of a family history here that gave you yeah. some insight. Yeah. And, and, and I will say too, you know, just going back to what, what you just said, I've always, not always in recent years, I've realized that mental health issues are really just a symptom of an imbalance in our physical, of our internal or our external environments. And so that's where my story yes. starts. I had a lot of imbalances just as a child. I was a colicky baby. I had asthma. I got allergy shots because I had such horrible chronic allergy issues. I was always on antibiotics. I was a happy kid, you know, and I, I was an achiever, still am an achiever, and wanted to be the best and, and do everything well. But I I got sick a lot and struggled with breathing issues. And then when I was nine years old, this was where I think really, you know, I'm, I'm really into this concept of epigenetics, which means our genes load the gun, 
but our environment pulls the trigger. So we can be predisposed Mm. to a whole lot of things, right? Like I'm predisposed Mm. to being low in vitamin D. I'm predisposed to being low in B vitamins. Both of those things are going to cause, could potentially cause me to have mental health issues. Um, I'm predisposed to depression and bipolar disorder because it is in my family, but that doesn't mean I'm going to have it. My sister and I have almost the exact same set of, of little genetic snips is what they call them, but it doesn't manifest for her in the same way that it manifests for me. And so one of the big triggers in my disorder was experiencing quite a a big trauma when I was nine years old. I watched my grandpa die of anaphylactic shock in my front yard. And I stood there with my brother and sister watching from the window. He was in the front yard. He couldn't breathe. Um, He had eaten at a restaurant. He'd eaten some, I think it was like a vegetable that was fried in the same pan that had been fried in shrimp or that, that shrimp had been fried in. And so he went into anaphylaxis. He had a horrible shellfish allergy. And that was really what caused, you know, they did the EpiPen, they mm-hmm. called 911. And I just remember watching him fall out of the car, watching my grandma and my mom mm-hmm. and all these people who were supposed to keep me safe, who were superheroes in my life, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they, they didn't save him. And I prayed and I was like, surely God is going to, it's going to fix this. You know, he's going to, I knew all the stories, I knew all the miracles, but he didn't save him either. And I watched them load him up in the ambulance and take him away and um, found out later that night that there was nothing they could do. He was already gone. So that at the time I shut down, like I said, I was always an achiever, very, I'm quite an extrovert um, and really involved in activities, love life. But for a few months after that death, I grieved in only a way, you know, a nine-year-old can, and I shut down from everybody. And I, I wasn't as active. I wasn't as involved. I went very inward. And then I just learned to, de- I stuffed it probably because that's what kids do. I learned to deal uh-huh. with it somehow. Yeah. Um, but a few years later, it was seventh grade, eighth grade. I'm sure puberty and hormones play a role in this, but I started struggling with flashbacks with PTSD, post-traumatic stress oh. disorder. And it was having flashbacks. I remember watching, um, a movie in which the main character died and I lost it in the movie theater and I couldn't figure out like my whole body just like, I kept shaking and sobbing and I didn't know why Mm. it was really strange. And I felt very out of control. I would lay awake at night. I would be fearful of death. Um, I was kind of waiting for the next tragedy. And finally my parents realized, okay, there's something going on here. My brother was the one that started experiencing symptoms first. So he went to see a counselor first. Um, And then for me, it really became, it, it turned into more of a depression where I just, I didn't want to be here anymore. And I would write, I remember writing suicide letters. Like I didn't, Mm. I don't think that I really planned a suicide. Like I didn't, and this is important, I think for people to understand about depression too. People who are depressed, they don't always want to die. They just don't want to be here. You know, for me, I I didn't want to kill myself. I didn't want, I, I, I had enough of me left in that mixed up world I was living in where I didn't necessarily want to end it all with through self-harm, but I just wanted to go away and not come back for a long, long time until I felt normal again. Because I knew as a Bible believing Christian, I was like, well, this isn't right. I'm supposed to be happy. And so that was really hard for me too. There was a lot of shame associated with what is spiritual. I'm not praying enough. What is, you know, mental, what is, and at that time, nobody was talking about depression as a physical disorder. You know, nobody... So I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you for a minute because, um, I don't want to forget. I want people to know they can find more from you at sparkingwholeness.com. But also Aaron, I remember when this event happened and I know for sure, because I know what the timeline was in my life, 
PTSD wasn't even heard of then. Right. It's it's really amazing that your parents were on top of that enough to get you into counseling. So we have about a minute and I want people to know when we come back, we're going to talk some more about how she began to get past this and take um, responsibility for her mental well-being as an adult. You've, you've done some amazing, remarkable things. But don't forget, also, you can go to kathycraffy.com and get all this. I'm going to put it all in a blog. And so there'll be all the hyperlinks to Erin and all her things. So stay with us. Erin, you want to wrap it up just real quick and we'll go to break. Yeah, I'll just say that um, a, a turning point was my parents taking me to a counselor where, you know, he said, I we probably need to take you to a psychiatrist. <laughs> and I was diagnosed with depression and I was put on my first round of medication. <laughs> oh, so wow. that is something, wow. and that's a journey. Like many know it's, it can be pretty intense. So I'll stop there <laughs> and leave you this, hanging. <laughs> listen, this is truth with a Texas twang. Do not go away. Stay with us. And we'll be right back. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Does your spouse refuse to hear? Do your children stare without comprehending? Does your parent or boss raise objections to all your good ideas? Oh, the frustration. Conversations often break down instead of breaking through. Hi, this is Kathy. We've just released a book about one of history's most influential women. Just like you, she was pre-qualified for influence. In our book, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations, I explore more than 40 strategies Jesus himself used to launch her from lonely to leadership. The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations. Get your copy today at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com or on Amazon and start exercising the influence God has prepared for you. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Erin Carey, who is uh, the host of Sparking Wholeness, and she is all about mental health and integrating our body, our mind, our spirit, our emotions to be the best person we can be. And 
one thing I love about what you're doing, Aaron, is you're not afraid to tell the truth about all this. I mean, this is what <laughs> we, I knew you as a youngster, but as an adult, well, also, I probably should give a shout out to our dear friend, Sandra Beck, who reconnected us. But <laughs> yeah, at, for at, sure. I know, I know. She's so great. Well, she's our, she's my social media guru. I turn to her for everything that has to do with social media. She's just a wealth of information about anything you want to know. Uh, she's just a brilliant person, branding, all that. But anyway, and, and a dear friend these days. But um, one thing I noticed immediately when she reconnected us was how much you've dealt with reality. And, and I just want to commend you for that. That's so hard to do as a Christian. Sometimes we are so tempted to pretend everything's hunky-dory, you know. So talk yeah. to me a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. And that's, and that was the thing when I was first put on medication, that was, there, there's some shame that comes along with that, which I'm really glad that we live in the years, the, the times that we live now, where I think that there's more awareness about these things. But at that time, you know, antidepressants, people, I didn't know anybody on an antidepressant. You know, I have a teenage uh -oh. daughter and she knows lots of kids taking now, this I medication. Think you, I think you knew people on antidepressants, but they weren't talking about it because I knew well. tons of people who were <laughs> in that era. We were Probably young adults. When we were young adults, everybody I knew was on Prozac. So I, I'm just saying that because it was kind of a, it was a bit of a eye opener to me that, okay, I'm not the only one dealing with anxiety or depression or these mental health issues. And I didn't grow up a Christian. So I became a Christian later in life. And I was aware enough because of my dad's medical training to know your body, your mind and your spirit and your emotions are all so connected. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I really am happy about what you're doing and what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and I think, and what's, what is, you know, looking back, it's easy for me to say this now, but looking back, I wish that we had addressed the trauma before just going, oh, she's depressed. Let's put her on an antidepressant because, you know, there are studies now that being put on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication as a young teen, we don't really know what that does long-term to somebody's brain. We don't really know what the effects are. Um, and, and so, but at that time, that was really the only option. Now I'm learning there are so many really amazing treatments available, but for trauma, that wasn't being addressed yet. It was just kind of, well, you're really sad. So let's see if we can bump up your serotonin. And so what happened for me, which is the problem again, talking about, you know, I had this genetic predisposition to bipolar mm. and this can happen for a lot of people. Well, bumping my serotonin up that much, taking the antidepressant led me to some mania and hypomania. And uh. this is where I, I really would love for people to understand what mania and hypomania are. And I still am not quite sure which, which was which back then, because I know more about it now in hindsight, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to tell, but I, it, it's, you know, rapid speech, which I do naturally, but we're talking really fast talking, <laughs> <laughs> racing thoughts, um, goal directed activity. Like I remember at one point I said, well, I could get through college in a day. That's not a problem for me. And I was serious. Like in this moment of time, I thought that that was something I could really do. Um, hypersexuality, that's something else that's very shameful when you're a Christian. That was something that when you're manic, you just, you just want to 
touch people. You want to be with people. So sorry if there are kids listening. Um, but like that's that's something that's a side effect that's also shameful and also really hard to talk about if you're coming from a, a religious background of any kind, you know. Um, and so let's see, I'm trying to think of other mania symptoms that I that my parents saw. And that was just it was just this elation, this really good feeling. It's kind of like I've never been on ecstasy, but I would I would wonder if it's similar, you know, just a mm-hmm. hyper uh, sensitized to everything. Colors are brighter. Sounds are better. Food tastes better. Um, it was, it was amazing and I loved it. And I can do a lot of work when I'm hypomanic or manic and I can produce a lot, but it can be really destructive. And so entering my freshman year of college, that's what my parents were seeing. I, I had, um, one weekend where I decided I, my parents didn't drink a lot, but I did find some alcohol and I was like, I'm just going to drink it all. That sounds like fun. (laughs) And then, um, I went and had some pretty risky sexual encounters that were not like me at all. Like I'm actually a pretty cautious person. And, you know, I like to think before I do things, but that wasn't happening. Oh, I went and got a tattoo. I got a tramp stamp. Those were really popular back then. Uh, (laughs) So it's like, so yeah, so things like this and some of that, could it be just rebellious preacher's daughter? I didn't mention that earlier in the show, but I am a preacher's (laughs) daughter. So, so could it be that? Could it be my hormones? Could it be, you know, just that age where your prefrontal cortex isn't developed? And so you can't make clear decisions maybe, but more likely it was, actually just this thing we call bipolar disorder. And so, and it wasn't like an immediate switch, you know, it just kind of happens gradually because I would have this pattern. I've always had it. I would have a lot of, you know, goal-directed activity, accomplish a lot, write a lot, um, produce a lot for school or whatever activity I was involved in. And then I would crash for days, couldn't get out of bed. I would have days where my depression wasn't at that point, like suicidal depression. I just didn't want to go anywhere, do anything. I was apathetic. So that was the cycle that my parents saw in college. So that led me on to another round of, oh, let's try this mood stabilizer and this antipsychotic. And man, once you get into that, and anybody who's listening, who's been through that, it can be really hard because now we have genetic testing that can tell us like what our bodies are going to absorb best back then. They didn't have that. And Mm -hmm. back then it was like, well, let's try it out, see what happens. I mean, I had one medication that caused me to hallucinate and see dead people in a corner. Um, One medication made like almost like a palsy side of my mouth go slack. Um, some of them made me break out. Some of them made me really sleepy and feel completely numb. So the one that I finally landed on that worked made me feel so numb that I was like, well, I'm going to start drinking again so I can just feel something. Um, and that led me into some self-destructive behaviors. I was angry at God. I was so mad. And I would have periods where I was like super Christian, like I'm going to go work at a, at a camp and be a camp counselor and be high on Jesus. And I'd have other times I was like, I'm going to party it up and go sing karaoke and be my own star. You know, like I, I couldn't yeah. figure out what my place was in the world and what I was supposed to do with this broken brain. Because at that point, I felt like it was all out of control. Um, you know, so I, what I yeah. find interesting about that is a lot of those things that combine make symptoms as a parent. It's really confusing. And as a ad- young adult, finding out what is the boundary, like, OK, Everybody wants to have fun, but I went too far this time. Figuring out the, I mean, it can be as a parent, you don't know if your child is figuring out the boundaries or if they've really gone too far or if it's mental health. And so that's one thing I love about what you do, which is bringing, helping people find the balance for themselves. I love that. I want to talk a little bit more about how you begin to find the balance in your life with your daughter's birth. Yes, definitely. So like I said, I was 
entering a period of pretty extreme self-destructive behavior, but could have been, you know, regular college rebellion. Who knows? Um, I ended up, I, I was drinking a lot and I found myself about a month before I was graduating from college because I did make it through school okay because my hypomania helped me. You know, I was able to make good yeah. grades. And um, also some of this stuff I've noticed, and you can tell me if this is wrong, but I noticed some of it runs in very smart families Yeah, where you have yeah. people who are creative and and articulate and they're energetic and their brains work really great and they're inventing things they're inventive and entrepreneurial types and you can see some of these behaviors running in those families so i think it's interesting that you were able to get through college and then boy it's like and then, the break, yeah. you got the brakes put on you so tell the us a little bit about that on. yes i found myself pregnant about the month a month before I graduated. And, you know, uh, the situation surrounding my pregnancy is, is real foggy, not clear. So that's, you know, that was, it was during a period where I was drinking and oftentimes my medication, if I was drinking, it would cause me to black out. And so you add that layer in of going, okay, did this really happen? Did this not really happen? I don't know. I don't remember much. That's tricky. Um, so I found wow. myself pregnant and that's where my, my double life, that I had kind of created where I was like, I was still kind of going to church and showing up. And then, but also during the week, that's where everything just collided. And I remember, you know, a, a couple months before I got pregnant, even I, I asked, I remember saying to God, I was like, God, you're going to have to make something really bad happen to me because I don't know how to get off, get out of the cycle, have no wow. idea. And wow. what's funny is what I thought was, was a really bad thing initially ended up being the best thing that could ever happen to me. And I, I call my, oh. my daughter, Isabel. Now she's the first best thing that ever happened to me. Um, oh. but it, you know, I was on these heavy hitting medications where at first it was like, uh, should even like from a medical perspective, is this a, a pregnancy that, you know, people ask me, do you, do you want to choose to end this pregnancy because of the medications you're on? There are a lot of risks. And what if there's a birth defect? What if there is this? Um, but I just, yeah. Can I interrupt and yeah, just say, for sure. just if, in case somebody is listening in for the first time, I have a ton of stuff on my website about having had an abortion and one thing I love about Erin's story is that she had so much courage. I, I just love that about you, Erin. I can hardly talk about it without crying. But if you're in a situation and you're listening in and you need more information, please go to kathycraffy.com and look for that. There's at least three of us who've shared our stories. So you don't have to make any decisions without really good information about mm -hmm. what to what what you might expect for the, you know, the consequences and the long term results in your life to be so but Erin good for you we're going to run out of time so sum this up like I really want people to know the victory you're living in right now <laughs> so to make a much longer story short um, I did choose to I considered adoption for a time but I did choose to keep and raise my daughter um, and I ended up moving to a different city, getting my teacher certification. I met the man of my dreams when my daughter was four after I had sworn off dating all men <laughs> and wasn't, wasn't going to do that until she graduated high school. Uh, my cousin, my little baby cousin introduced me to mm. what would be my future husband. He was her youth pastor and being a preacher's oh. daughter, I was like, Oh no, I am not going to marry <laughs> anybody in ministry. I don't want that life. I know that life. Um, but he was really cute on his Facebook profile. And, um, he actually what's really cool. He was adopted by his dad when he was little. So, um, our stories just kind of came 
full circle. And it, it's been really Aww. beautiful to see. He adopted her when she was in first grade and she now has the same last name, Carrie. Aww. And her name, Isabel, means consecrated to God because at that point I wanted her her to know her life has a purpose and um, that, that she was supposed to be here. And so, yeah, so it's been really special. My mental health hasn't been perfect, but um, I will talk about my strategies that I use to support it after this. Yes. And we're going to do another uh, podcast today. So please look for that. I'm thinking about calling it tools for mental health, but I haven't made a final decision, but you can find that and all the hyperlinks at Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com, where we speak truth with a Texas twang. So Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, hello. Got in peace.